the face or anything. <laughs> no doubt. Okay, all right. Oh, uh, yo, okay, we live. Welcome to the Beat People Podcast. This is episode 59, long overdue. You know what the shame part is, is Ken is always making us miss the shows. Whoa, hold on up. now. And then... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Listen up, sir. Beat People Podcast, as I said. This is <laughs> live and direct. Uh, we got a couple guests. Uh, we got Kinkas. What's up, man? How you doing? All right, all right. Good to have you. AKA, AKA uh, DIY synth guy. Synth DIY guy. Synth guy. Synth DIY. He you know can't what? pronounce the neither one of them. That's only because <laughs> that's only because in in Spanish, like the the method of words is like reversed from English. Right, so that's so. What I said was right. Just, story trust, just trust me. Just go with it. Just go with <laughs> okay, it. Cool. And we, we also They're got like, yeah, yeah, from, yeah. Your math's not adding up. <laughs> we also got Jim from Ear Monkey Music, and uh, uh, also does uh, stuff with Sonic State as well. Welcome to yeah. the show, Jim. Hey, it's good to be here. First mm-hmm. time. Good to have you, man. So me and Ken was sitting here. We got tired of talking to each other. We was like, we should get some other people. <laughs> Let's see what happens. I was like, I know people that are way more interesting than us. Let's piggyback off of them. That's right. No doubt. No doubt. So oh, there's yeah. a lot of synthesizer on this screen right now. There sure is. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Let's let's do that. What you got in the back of you, Kinkos? What's that back there? This well, is like, that's my, a lot, but uh <laughs> it's just my big Euro rack that's been growing since I started the YouTube channel. Nice. I get uh, I get a lot of kids to do reviews and build videos. Mm, nice. That's basically my racket, so that I could have a big modular live and shell out the cash. <laughs> nice. I like it. I like it. And that red system, what, what's that? The, is the that red lizard? system is the Vinicius Electric uh, lizard system. It's yeah. a, a designer from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. He he designs the modules, and then they get manufactured in Pennsylvania. And uh, they're selling right now. They, they sell the full system as well as the individual modules. It's a pretty cool hybrid system. Some digital stuff, some some analog stuff. I've got uh, this is my main. The rack root is my uh, live rig. Mm-hmm. So this is what I I fold it up, put it in the nylon bag, and take it with me. It's got a lot of Jor analog stuff up here. I just got a Euclidean circles. Monsoon, the uh, Bifaco hex mix system. Dope. And I'm, I'm testing out some new MIDI to CD converters. So I got the Magella one. It's a nice polyphonic four voice MIDI to CD converter. Super precise, super mm-hmm. tune. And Expert Sleepers just sent me the FH2 with a couple expanders. Dope. I am a, uh, I'm an instrument guy. This is my favorite controller in the world. Right. With that thing, with the FH2, I can perfect. I can use uh, four voice um, MPE uh, protocol with the modular, so I have I can have in, independent control over five different modulation oh, nice. parameters. So, I can, so you got velocity, pressure, vertical movement, and side to side, which is pitch. So you can do really natural vibratos and and the sandy and all that so it's really easy to plug it into the ipad and just go and, but in the modular you need something like that I need like 24 outputs that i can map to different things in the modular that's nuts quite a spaghetti monster <laughs> yeah, that's right that's right that's dope i'm always going back and forth about the uh 
the instrument. Like there's there's been times I'm like, ooh, that's dope. I want to check it out. Then there's been times I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's like when you uh, Roger Lynn himself because if you did, yeah, you would just buy it. <laughs> That's yeah, yeah. When, when you sit, yeah, when you sit and hear Roger play the thing, you're like I need one of those, and you're yeah. like, I can probably never do what he does. That's right. The thing is, I'm actually a bass player, so the way the pads are laid out in fourths and chromatically, when I ran into Roger at Simplex, he put a cello patch on this thing for me, the Swam Instruments. Uh, uh, and I just could play it. I play it. I, I already have like vibrato technique. Mm -hmm. in, in five minutes, I was I felt like yo yo ma on this thing, and I was just like, shit. <laughs> I need to buy it. And I just got in debt and bought it. I'll tell you what. He's he's very good at um, when you go to see him demonstrate things. He's very good at getting you super enthused about whatever he's talking about. He's very he has a very infectious personality. He does. He's I can listen to that guy talk about anything. Yeah. Me too. Uh, he, he, he could be given the weather report and I'm like mesmerized because the way he talks is just amazing. It's cool. Yeah. You know what's, what's interesting is how approachable he is too. I mean, the first time I met him, I was actually kind of amazed. I'm like, wait, this is like a 40 minute conversation. <laughs> just just standing around and with Roger Lynn. What are the odds? That, but he's, he's one that of the fathers of, of hip hop, man, if you think about it. Yep, yeah, yep. really. Yep. He's, um, he was funny. Oh, go ahead, Ken. I was just gonna say, like, like there's a few of those guys that are like that. Like him, when I when I speak to Dave Rossum, he's the same way. It's like these are guys that have been doing this for forever, you know. But they're every bit as into it now as they were day one, you know. Yeah. And that's just really dope. Like I I I love and and I'm just super inspired by people that can maintain that level of passion because a lot yeah. of people like they'll be into something and then they'll get wrapped up and then life happens and then they you know the passion kind of mm -hmm. you know it might still be there but it kind of it kind of wanes and dies out a bit you know as far as what their enthusiasm mm -hmm. level is and those and guys to too. there are no ego you know roger answers my emails within the day Mm -hmm. no matter, you know, Roger's we'll... very responsive. Yeah. I mean, that's that's evident by what happened with the whole Tempest thing. You know, like when when that happened, it was like he saw what was going on in the community and he wanted to be. Yeah, he jumped on in. Way, yep. You know, so that was you know that's that speaks a lot to to that type of personality. You know, and and if Ooh. if you're building products like that, like I remember following the instrument before before it came out, it was. You know, for oh, hold on, let me add this this idiot. I mean, guy, this really great guy. <laughs> Hopefully, he... <laughs> I heard that. Oh no, no, no! <laughs> Brad from uh, Isla Instruments. We were just talking about um, Roger. Where's Lynn. that? Where's that? I'm hearing a real bad hum. Is that? Where's that coming from? Maybe that's. Hopefully, that's not. Oh. Me. I don't hear it though. That's probably over there with you, with your headphones or something. Let me let me check here. Actually, I hear it. Is it going yet? No, uh, it doesn't bother me that much. Well, I just muted all. I hear it. Inputs. I hear it a bit too, but uh, it's very it's very low frequency. Yeah, it sounds yeah, it's low frequency, like sub, almost. It sounds like hmm. mic feedback or something. Frequency, so if it's low frequency, <laughs> I'm not getting it. <laughs> let me yeah, let me see Ooh. if it goes away real quick. Yes, yep. it went away, yeah. Totally went away. 
Yeah, it's your, it's your trend. I think it's just, I think it's this. No, well, I think it's, it's the springs it's in this. Uh, it might be me. the springs in the survive it's, rating. For I, the I think it's too. me. I think it's me because when I muted my mic, it went away. Oh, well, was it you, now? Jim? No, yeah, it's not. It's, it's, it's Ken. Ken's Ken's shoddy gear. <laughs> you know what's messed up is that I've been on for Ken. We could just do that. We could just do this show without Ken anyway, can't we? Yeah, we <laughs> I think most well. people would prefer that. <laughs> you know what's funny is that I've been on with Ken for a little while now, and so I didn't even hear it until you said that when you got on. <laughs> well, when I saw that, oh, that when, I, when I saw that mic, I thought Ken was going to play some harmonica for us. <laughs> I sing some Elvis Presley. I mean, I want. Well, that. I keep it upside down. This is my anti Presley situation. That's why the Presley mic is upside down. <laughs> well, let me jump. Let me jump in on the Roger Lynn thing because uh, you know I was at Synthplex last year. I Corey, I know I saw you there. Mm -hmm. uh, Going to be there in a few weeks again. And uh, he was like you were. Ken was saying he's so approachable. You know, we we were in a room and he and Dave Rossum walked in the same room and they had this like little uh, uh, vintage synth museum. If mm -hmm. you were there, you remember that. Yeah. And, um, and a friend of mine is like, that's Roger Lynn. That's Dave Rossum. I'm like, yeah, go talk to these guys. They're so approachable that, you know, just, just talk to them. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. um, so he went up and he started talking to Roger and, and, and Rod, yeah, there's the uh, instrument. But one of the things that Roger said that was so funny to me, he goes, you know, I cut, he says every day in my life, I'm just a normal guy. I go to the grocery store. I go to anywhere. <laughs> no one knows who I am. He right. goes, but then, I, but then I come to one of these things, like a, a synth show. He goes, and it's like if this was a plumber's convention, and I'm the guy that invented pipe. <laughs> 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 but, but isn't that, but isn't that true? I mean, it is true. He has, he has that status among us, mm -hmm. and yet he still maintains he's just a real guy who will talk to you about whatever it is he's doing or his thoughts about something, which I think is really cool. It is. Yeah, he's I think a really nice really cool. guy. He, he's easy going, really approachable, and uh, anybody that's ever met him says the same thing, yeah. no matter what. <clears throat> and okay, what's what's Ken switching out the parts in his mic now? No, I can um, placing the back of my hand on, on the uh, this arm. I can physically feel a vibration really? traveling. Through oh, so it. it's transformer hum. Is it yeah, coming well, from you? Yeah, well, that and you got some sex toys down there that you don't want to. I've got, yeah, but I, I, plugged in, I plugged in a bunch of new gear, so there's a bunch of transformers on the ground that I think my um, my mic cable is actually across. And lift, I think well, that's, lift them off, lift it off then. Well, yeah, but I got to get behind there, and I got a bunch of gear on the floor that I just plugged in. See, what was I saying? He's hiding them. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. Well, anyway, don't worry about it. I can switch my <laughs> mic on and off, and you can shut your faces. But no. So uh, yeah. So let's it, introduce. We got we got uh we got Brad on here. So it's a Brad nice little segue that as we were we were just talking about um uh, Kinkus has his instrument with him, and that kind of brought on the Dave Rossum or the uh, Roger Lynn conversation. And I, in the same breath, I was saying that oh, is that you know, Kink is that Kinkus Moroida? Yes. Oh, hey, man. Okay, but is it Kinkas or is it Kinsas? Kinkas. It's quinoa. No. <laughs> no? <laughs> Just think of the word king, like king, you know. Kinkas. And kinkas. Kinkas. So, uh, yeah, so we have Brad from Isla Instruments, and um, and you have met these people as well. Um, so I guess I guess we can kind of roll into that. I've met two of them, and I've only met Kinkas online. 
Yeah. Hold okay. on, I have to get you a haven't met Jim? baby here. I met Jim. You, Jim, yeah. you were, um, you were. Oh, that's right. Uh, <laughs> uh, hello, we were at the damn Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. right. So, yeah, yeah. I, uh, it's yeah. good to have you on, though, Brad. <clears throat> Sorry, mate. It's good to have you on, man. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for asking me on. I, I, I've literally, I've just. I haven't even really washed my hands. I've been laying block paving all day. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, coronavirus. Yeah. Coronavirus. Corona yeah. block. Oh, yeah. don't even tell me about the coronavirus, man. I just booked my flight for Superbooth, and now people are talking about it maybe being canceled. I've been, so I've been watching this coronavirus thing quite intently, and honestly, I believe it's so much media hype. I agree. And, yeah. you know, uh, because, uh, yes, this, you know, uh, okay, so it started in China. And, you know, as some some people have already seen from my latest newsletter, most of the, most of my guys and factories and everyone in China, they're all back back to business as usual. Yeah. Now, mm -hmm. and, it, and it's gone and passed. And, the, and I'm like, really? Is everyone okay? Are you all healthy? Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's gone and passed. It's like, so they're dealing with it like, yeah, it's it's done. It's and you, of course, you turn CNN on, and it's like we're we're all gonna fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, it's uh, and, and and there are legitimately people around here down down in South Florida. Um, there's fuck. Sorry, I swear, I swear like no, I, you swear words like vibes. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah no, hey, listen, every good. time you swear, put an S twenty four hundred in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> I add another letter to the to the to the name. It's seriously, you go in Publix down here now, which is Publix is a uh, like a supermarket in right. Florida. I don't know if it's anywhere else. Uh, you're only allowed to buy. Uh, you're only allowed to buy one crate of water. There's people going to buy water and everything now. Panic buying. Yeah, so. everything is sold out. Like it's the zombie ridiculous. apocalypse. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Right. But yeah. it's not. Purell is uh, sold out. Purell and, and, and antibacterial wipes. <laughs> Everything's sold out. And when it's this thing is over, people are just going to have like these huge storage houses full of stuff. Well, you know, Corey and Corey and I both live in California, so I mm -hmm. kind of have a I have an earthquake quit kit. Not mm -hmm. kidding. Yeah, and, yeah. and I've got an earthquake kit. It's like where you keep just some of those the basic Bible things that yeah. you might need. Now you have a zombie apocalypse kit too. But yeah. that's just the, but that's just the reality here in California. I mean. You know, I keep I keep a case of water. Mexico I keep extra too, toilet paper. 2017, everything shook over here. Yeah. Well, oh, wow. I can tell you that, um, like, I've got quite a few friends in in um, China, different factories, and I know that while the factories are open, most most of the workers that can work from home are still on homework. Like, they yeah. still have to stay home, and there's still a lot of lockdown going on, in, depending yeah. on where you're at and. You know that sort of thing so yeah i don't know i take it seriously but at the same time i am also i'm the father of of kids with um immune deficiencies so for that level i'm, I'm more acute about it but for myself sure. it's like okay well i got whiskey i'll drink it out <laughs> but, this, but going back to super booth from what i've heard is they're they're moving forward unless berlin shuts down exactly they're, they're yeah, not gonna that. cancel it yeah what's interesting about that is that there's several other shows in the same area like there's a travel show that's like the world's number one travel show and something else <laughs> they're the all yeah they're right there in berlin with it and they've canceled they're like forget it i even heard that the uh the keynote speaker for south by southwest canceled on south by southwest 
Yeah, South by Southwest is done, from what I heard. Yeah, wow, yeah really? it's it's been canceled. And well, I guess we're all we're all pretty. We have high immunity because of Namthrax, right? So yeah, no. Well, that, that's kind of what I was going to say is that all of these events, no matter what, no matter what's going on in the world, whenever I go out to any major event. I kind of plan for the next few days when I get back to be sick. And just like with Nam, I was sick for about three days when I got back. It's just, and I'm, I wash my hands diligently while I'm out there. Like I try to be very aware of like. But, but can you can't wash your hands and spit and expect and that everything's going to be okay. I mean, listen, just because I touch the synthesizers, lick my palm and then twist the knobs <laughs> at every convention I go to, that's only because I want to share my love. They do make out as if it's like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> that's right. Those things go for higher prices on eBay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Even, I didn't even see. I didn't even see Ken at Nam, but I show up to a synthesizer. And there was this was slimy. Yeah, that's like Ken was here. You're like, I know, I know this Musk. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. You know that all. That all being said, though, that there's there is a point where um, I actually do like. When it first started happening, I thought, like, is this corny or whatever? But I actually do prefer, like, when I'm at conventions or whatever, just give me a fist bump or something, man. Like, mm -hmm. we, don't have to, we don't have to fully shake. Unless no, we're doing business, true. we don't need to shake. I agree. Right? It's true. That's why I just yeah. keep it moving. No French kissing. So, well, hey, Corey usually just like hocks a loogie in people's faces. So. <laughs> yeah, but then, yeah, but then yeah, Corey, you know, it depends on which faces we're talking about. <laughs> uh, that's, that's just me. That's just me. That's right. That's right. Hey, yeah, but then there's then, then, then there's like Nobcon. There's me, Corey, and and uh, the Daryl and um, uh, what was it? Oh, what was he ever like? Five yeah, of us, the, five the, of us in your motor, all going off for pizza, sat around a table. <laughs> if you're going to spread a virus, that's yeah, that's right, it, right, right there. <laughs> <laughs> and we were in close quarters in that pizza. Five of us in the too. car, all, all trying to fight to speak at the same time. <laughs> 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 that's that's our right. version of a wet market. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> oh man! So, so no. just to just to um, quickly kind of get this stuff out of the way, because Brad had um, released a, a newsletter. Can we can we touch on the newsletter? You can touch my newsletter if you want. Yeah, <laughs> just do it in private. So so no so uh, <laughs> Brad Brad released a newsletter recently that kind of gave some update on the on the S twenty four hundred and um, it had a name change so that's the first thing right yeah can you tell us a little bit about that um what do you want me to tell you about it you tell tell us whatever you want to tell us about that I'm um, asking you the question <laughs> no I had a, I had a chat with Dave uh, and it, as you already said Dave Russell's a lovely guy. Um, there's no, there's, you know, there's no, um, there's no bones, no, no hide in the fact that obviously the S2400 is, um, heavily influenced by the SP1200, which is a trademark of EMU Systems Inc. Um, no, I think a lot of people had reached out to Dave thinking that the, the S, that the SP2400 was something to do with him. And that's not fair on him. He's doing his own thing. Um, and, and we had a chat online, and it's not really any skin off my nose to change to change the name. Everyone knows what the machine is and what it does and what it's supposed to be. Uh, and b between ourselves, we agreed, you know, uh, brand separation 
don't confuse this don't confuse this with with my stuff and it's a no-brainer it's like yeah no problem let me change the name and, and everyone's happy well i can tell you when i spoke to him at, at nam um he was nothing but positive words about what you were doing too it was and we'd scheduled a call with each other um and what you know what a little side note on that he was at universal audio obviously he was at work when we had this when we had a skype conversation and his two dogs his dog was next to him and i'm like well, he, there's just and he's like yeah there's loads of dogs running around inside universal audio so we sat there and then i've got my dogs in the garage and we're comparing dogs with each other and stuff um, no, he was just a really lovely guy. Um, and obviously, he's an absolute hero of mine. Um, and so I'd never want to cause anyone any distress or anything like that with, with any of this stuff. So it was just a really easy thing for me today. Hey, I'll just fucking take the P out of the name. No problem, dude. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, I like it, though. You know, and that, and that might make... You know, he might have plans to, to release um, an updated version of the SP himself as well at some point. So... Whether he does or whether he doesn't, um, there's no confusion between our machines now, you know? Yeah, I, I think it was one of those things where, like, I look at it and I'm like, okay, well, we know what it is. Like, Yeah, I was choking over my words when I was talking, because it's, it's actually the first time that I'd spoke to him. So then when we scheduled a call and we sat there face to face, I was like, oh, hello, Mr. Rossum. <laughs> it, was, it was really nice, because when I spoke with him, when I... When I, I it, is there any chance you can get me some discount on some UAD, fuck it? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's something that a lot of people don't seem to realize is that is that that's who he is right now like a yeah. lot of people they only focus on the emu past and they don't really realize that like okay he's the guy behind like apollos and yeah he's the guy yeah. behind the chips and you know this is you know there was a really interesting question that i completely forgot that was at the front of my mind that i wanted one question that i'd always wanted to ask him uh, and it was at the front of my mind. And, of course, we get chatting about stuff and we get chatting about SSM chips and all the, you know, those things that it designed. And I wanted to say to him, back in the day, like years and years ago, early 2000s, late 90s, I made a little bit of money by making custom sound fonts. Um, mm. Do you remember those sound yeah, fonts? Totally. Because yep, yep. uh, I was an AWE32 fan and then the Sound Blaster Live and the, the Audigy and all of that after that. But um, I used to make sound fonts years and years ago. And I always had this, uh, I always had this little thing that I wanted to do. I always thought that all of the EMU, like Planet Fat, Orbit, uh, and all of those machines were literally just sound font players. Hmm. I thought that the contents, oh, wow. the contents of those ROMs uh, that were in those, because they were all the same machine, they just had a different ROM, and I was convinced that those ROMs were sound fonts uh, stored in ROM. And I meant to ask him that question, are they just sound fonts? And so then that would open that up that you could reflash, you know, like an orbit or, or something like that with, with a different sound font and make it a different machine. And I forgot to ask him. Wow. Yeah, I got he... carried away with him. Yeah, it, it's it's really interesting though. Like when you think about like all the different things that he's had his hands in, and still yeah. has his hands in today, and a lot of but, people don't realize that like this dude is still super active. Like he's every bit uh, as active yeah, today yeah, yeah, yeah. in the music industry as he was back then. But a lot of people don't realize, and it's like, well, 
you you see how prevalent <laughs> the the Apollo range is in people's setups today. Yeah, and, I've got two. I've got the Apollo sixteen and, and the a lot Apollo. Of people don't realize the, like yeah, that's yeah. that's direct awesome. result from this guy. You know what I mean? It's 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 really impressive that somebody can be in it that long and be that relevant. You know, and, and just and like I said, he, he's a he's such a nice guy because. You know, I, I pulled him aside. I had to literally, like, kind of hunt him down at NAMM because he didn't... He wasn't there presenting with um, Rossum Electro Music, which is his modular company. He was just kind of there for meetings and whatnot uh, with with Universal Audio and uh, with SSI. So he was kind of just floating around, and I spotted him out the corner of my eye. And luckily, like, I've, I've had conversations with him before to where he recognized me, and I was able to corner him and say... So off the record, what do you think about the 2400? You know, and and I got to really kind of corner him about this because I wanted to get his genuine opinion on it, and it was nothing but positive things. It wasn't any animosity. It was just, you know, the only thing he, he had said was, "Hey, like, you know, I just want to make sure that there isn't any brand confusion." And the fact that you kind of went ahead and, and handled that before it became any kind of issue is you know yeah, i was more worried was... about what i was more worried about what people were going to say to me for changing her name but um yeah it's a no, it's a no, it doesn't it's a nothing thing really yeah um i dig it though the s2400 has a good ring yeah but now everyone's saying oh akka is gonna be on your back now <laughs> for what the s because well they can't damn copyright s <laughs> <laughs> And they never got up that far with the thing. <laughs> so, are are you considering doing an S nine hundred and fifty thousand? Yeah. Do you know it was actually something I said to because I reached out to Dave actually right as I started embarking on the project, um, and I'd said, um, you know, because there wasn't much communication back then, and and it was Dave said to me, um, you know, if I had a dollar for everyone that emailed me. Uh, and told me that they were they were gonna do an, a new SP twelve hundred clone. I'd be uh, well. I'm sure he is probably a wealthy guy, but he said, you know, I he, I think he said he averages something like four or five people a month emailing wow. him to say <laughs> to say that they're clone they're planning on cloning an SP twelve hundred, and it's like so. I, I was like, wow, that many people. That is a lot. Jeez. You know what's funny is when I did, and then, when I saw and then three of Nam, us come along at once. Yeah, at all the at same once, time. Right? <laughs> when I when I saw him at Nam, like Kim was saying, he was really humble. He was like, you know, had good things to say about it. And I was like, come on, you pissed off, ain't you? He's like, no, nah, it's really good. I'm like, you look pissed off, ain't you pissed off? I mean, <laughs> just push though. He was not. He was so like even kill. And I think it would be more interesting it. for everyone if there was beef or yeah, something yeah. like that. But there isn't. And that's testament to the kind of guy he is. He's it is. Like, you know, and, and it, it pretty much, you know, pretty much everything that you can look at, especially in the synthesizer and drum machine and sampler community, is all work, is all prior art. Everything is. You know, okay, the polyphonic synth comes along. Then, this, then there's another polyphonic. Or, mm -hmm. You know, everything yeah. was just an extension of what someone else did before. And the whole industry is completely incestuous like that. Mm -hmm. So it's... Well, but, and let me ask this question, because I'm not a designer. I don't create this stuff. But obviously, there's a lot of this kind of thing going around in the community right now. How much of that relationship that you have with Dave is good because you just talk to him? And you just said, hey, this is what I'm doing. I respect what you're doing. And you went from there. 
I mean, open communication. Isn't, isn't that kind of the key? Well, I th I th yeah, exactly. And I think he also said, you know, um, it's the highest form of flattery, mm -hmm. you know, that, that you can give. I'm, let's not mention names like Uli Beringer, but doing shit like that is fucking bang out of order in my book. <laughs> I just, well, but see, that's what I'm hearing. But from that's you. the difference. It's like, yeah. hey, I'm going to go trademark this name and rip off what you've done. Whereas there's... Yeah. Okay, I better not go there. <laughs> no, I get it though. I get, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> without a doubt. And there's a clear difference. There's no. a clear difference. I, I feel like what, what you're doing is this. There's <laughs> oh, <God. Here's> that. <laughs> I mean, what you're doing is you're paying respect and yeah. you're paying yeah, homage. And so and I, I emailed Dave right at the start, right before I even did that silly leak of the PCB. I just, in fact, it's almost a year ago to the day. It's a, it was, mm -hmm. I, th I think it was like the 1st of March or something like that that I did it. Mm -hmm. um, but I reached out to Dave before I did that and said, because I was excited and I was like, hey, Dave, um, I know that, you know, this emu doesn't exist anymore, blah, blah, blah. I'm doing this. And, and at the time, I'm sure he won't mind me saying, but at the time, there wasn't any response. That's now clear why there wasn't any response because mm -hmm. now we've talked. He's like, dude. I, like, I get several emails a week or a month by people telling me that they're starting this project. So he really didn't obviously have any interest in taking any notice of me until, oh, well, okay, this guy has actually followed through and not followed through, mm -hmm. like followed through on his plans. <laughs> and, uh, and so then the relationship started up, yeah. And, and also to the point, like, you know, Rossum is, like we said, he's a legend. He also um, is not new to the industry. And this is very evident in certain things that he does that you'll notice that other people copy that you will say, oh, well, isn't that obvious? And it wasn't obvious to others. And one of those things that I'll point out to is if you notice at NAM videos now in like the modular area, all the guys that, you know, at least invest in their videos and whatnot, they have headsets with a mic. That was literally all Dave Rossum. Really I was, was there the that year that he, he did that first, and he was the guy who was like, no, this is how we're going to set up to do these these demos at NAM because NAM is way too loud, and he came with, like, headsets with all this stuff, and it's little... It's the little attention to detail that this guy has that sets him apart from everybody it's, else. It's not just that. If you cast your, cast your memory back to the start... Well, not your memory, but go back to the start of... Synthesis, not the start, but synthesis, polyphonic synthesis. You got people like Dave Rossum, uh, you know, Doug Curtis. But let's take Dave Rossum. He fucking designed most of the SSM chips, mm -hmm. right? He he is extremely responsible for polyphonic synthesis and you know the Prophet Five. We all know the story behind that. It's very difficult not to replicate or do something that that guy hasn't already done because he's done most of the shit the way you. That's the fact. That's real that's difficult the fact. to avoid. Like he's the guy, and that's the thing is like, he actually, other people get credit for a lot of the things that he kind of, if it wasn't for him, that yeah. stuff wouldn't have happened. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? But there's bigger personalities or bigger, um, yeah. you know, you have your, your Steve Jobs of the industries and then you have your Wozniaks of the industries, and he's kind of like the Wozniak type guy. He's the guy who's like behind it all, actually making it happen. And then other people are like, "Oh, well, I can use your work," you know. <laughs> that's a good comparison. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. All right, so let's let's talk. Um, <clears throat> let's let, let's talk little little FM things real quick. Yeah, let's check it out. Uh, so this wasn't at Nam though, uh, but it's all good.
Uh, let's see. Is it up there? My segue was abrupt and rough. And you it was. <laughs> this, your face is covered now. <clears throat> so, yo, okay. So, model cycles. Uh, this was just announced, what, last week, two weeks ago. I went to the, um, the Perfect Circuit release for it. And, you know, I, I have to say, I'm not necessarily a fan of this new sort of format and size that they have, but I do understand why a lot of people dig it. But then when I went to see it, I was like, yo, this joint actually sounds really good. So uh, hold on, hold, oops, 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 where'd it go? Is it still there? Yeah, it's there. So yeah, it actually sounds really good. And it basically is uh, uh, what they've done is they've taken the Digitone and they've done a lot of uh, programming to it and, you know, take six voices of the Digitone and made them purpose, uh, uh, they, they purpose made them for the kick, the snare, you know, for each instrument and uh, added a few things. And it actually sounds pretty dope. I don't know if any of you all have run into it or, or heard anything about it, but let me see what y'all thoughts are. What is it, an FM, a desktop FM? It's an FM drum machine, desktop oh, FM wow. drum cool. machine. Yes, but it does have, it has six different instruments. So like it has, you know, the kick snare hat um, and maybe a miscellaneous sort of tone for uh, percussion stuff, uh, maybe a clap. Then it has a tone, which is basically one voice of the digitone, one FM voice of the digitone. Mm -hmm. And then it has a chord machine on it. Um, so it's actually, it'll play chords and, you know, be able to assign them to different pads and stuff. So it's pretty interesting. Um, it's interesting in the fact that it's like it's kind of similar to how like the rhythm is done where it's you have I think the rhythm's eight voices but each voice is like a specific algorithm of of you know it's a specific style voice setup and then you can you can change those voices to an extent inside of there but they're specific you know and this is kind of doing the same thing with FM where each each percussive voice is a specific algorithm of of FM and then you can manipulate that algorithm from there. And it, and it sounds pretty good. Then it has the electron um, uh, uh, sequencer on it too. Uh, so if you're familiar with the electron sequencer, but the difference between this sort of new format that they're doing, uh, it's the same format as the model samples. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the with, same, doesn't it? <clears throat> yeah, and, and it's basically the same box. So the difference with this and their other stuff is that it's like not per function. Everything is very immediate and right there. So it's uh, something different for them. But I, I definitely think, honestly, I think this one is uh, much more the, interesting than the sample one. The price is really crazy too. Like it's it's pretty low price, right? Like it's like 300 bucks or something like that. Yeah, like 300. Mm -hmm. Wow. They do yeah, make some real sexy looking gear as well, Electron. They've got their style proper down. I'm I'm do. on the fence about it because to me it it's it looks very like it looks like a prototype. Like it looks like okay, here's like the basic layout, but then there's not much more on it. And I can see how some people can like that, and I can also see how some people could take away from that. Um, I'm, it I'm it looks good sitting it. in this graphic like this, but I do think it looks like a bar of soap otherwise. I, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 always, I always say that Electron gear always looks to me like laboratory equipment. It's like, okay. Yeah, it does have that kind but of vibe. You know, if that appeals, then, you know, hey, do it, you know? Not, well, we say, we say that, well, and then I think you look at like Swedish, Quince. They're Swedish, right, Electron? 
Yeah. Are they Swedes? That's yeah. the Swedish vibe of so. everything. They're very like, as you just said, Jim, like like medical clinical. equipment. They're very like just clinical and to the point. Mm-hmm. It's utilitarian. You can also look or, at, at Eurorack you know. and be like, okay, well, that looks like lab equipment. So it's like, yeah. it's, okay, lab equipment from the 90s, early 2000s, or lab equipment from the 50s. But either the way, colors, it's like a lot like of us lab. music guys love, love lab equipment. So. Yep, and I, and I agree. See, I I still like the uh, I still like colors. Look at a Jupiter Eight. That gets me. That gets oh, me. That gets yeah. me kind of. That gets me kind of. Yeah, but you're not a lab equipment guy. You're an '80s synth guy. Like I am. You like that that '80s pop synth vibe, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Don't I get kind it of twisted. Dig that too, though. Yeah, don't get yeah. it twisted. There's nothing wrong with that. Those Oberheim blue lines. Come on. Mm-hmm. I don't. Oh like yeah, colors. I've been. I've been made fun of. I've been made fun of my uh, Oberheim OB6 or my OB6 Blue Lines. Uh, uh, yeah, dude, that. I'll be honest with you. I want a Fismo, not for the engine. <laughs> I want a Fismo for for that fuchsia. And for the name. <laughs> yeah, and for the name, give me give me a Profit Two Thousand for the fuchsia. But here's the here's the thing that often gets you know buried in online discussions is that if it works for you, it works for you. If it inspires you, yeah. If it inspires you, go for it. I, yep. Just because it doesn't inspire me doesn't mean it doesn't inspire Ken or oh, someone man. else. You know what I mean? Go for Even it. Even a Timberwolf. <laughs> yeah. All right. Listen. Exactly. Listen. Well, listen. I've seen people. It was nice having you really on the show, but now you gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> and then he has one to throw up on the screen. <laughs> Is it really that bad, that machine? The well, top? that's the Tomcat. Oh, the Tomcat's no, the Tom? not as bad as the Rhythm Wolf. Oh, that's not, yeah. yeah it's not, it's not fantastic, yeah. but for the price point at that time, it, it like, I've got all, I've got all those machines, and the Tom, the Tom, I think, in my opinion, is probably the best of all of them. It, like, it's, yeah, it's good. But it's kind of like whole... a little mini 909. But that's the whole thing, is like, you know, some people are going to click with something, and they're not going to click with something else, and it doesn't even matter, because... If it inspires you to make music and you can do something with it and you enjoy it, yep. who cares? That's right. Man. I agree with that because I've seen people – listen, I don't get on with things like the Volca and um, the Pocket Operators. Uh, I remember when the Pocket Operators, the first year they were out, I went to NAMM and they sent me uh, – all of them, whatever they had, it was like four of them. <laughs> and they let's let's come up with product names that we can say and see if Jim calls it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. It's like a game. <laughs> that's right. Synthex. Right. <laughs> you know what? I have to say this. My secretary, she bought me this for Christmas. I mean, no, which one it? is that one? This is the uh, tonic. Okay, because I got the uh, I got the the ko, and the ko is so fantastic. I freak. So this is like. You. This is like a mini pocket SP because I gave it's, mine it's, away, man. I couldn't deal with the the, with the pocket calculator. Or I couldn't deal with it either. This man. thing I, right I, here, though, I'm telling you, is the most fun in a sampler I've had in I can't tell you how long. Just because it's super limited, but it's limited to a positive, not to a negative. It's like okay, this is what you have to work with. The thing is like a calculator, so don't expect more. But man, it's just stupid fun, and it sounds really good. Like, so I don't think I love when it. it comes to the pocket operators for me, like like I said, they sent me all, and then I was going on a trip to London, so it was like cool. I got some little music machines that I can use in a hotel on the flight, and I did not like it. I didn't love it. It was too fiddly, and I press one thing, and, and the 
you know, if you keep, <laughs> maybe I'm just like, or, 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 right. But one thing's popping up, the other one's spinning around, and I'm like, all right. The, I, yeah. I kind I of nail these damn I don't, things I don't, too. I don't want to <laughs> get too. Oh, go ahead. Three. Oh, yeah. That's pretty dope. Um, unbelievably fun. Like, I did not expect. It brought me back to when I was using like Atari Punk consoles and little pedals. What is that, Kinkas? This is the Pico System 3 by uh, Ericsons. Right, yeah. And this thing costs $450 and it's um, and it's got 13 modules in it. Wow. wow. It's the Thanks. only thing in Eurorack that has a Bukla style card preset. Yeah, that's a, they, they had that on display at Nobcon. They had some really cool so I, I actually made, cool. Uh, My first one here is called the Angry Robot. And the coolest thing about the, the the preset card is that you can you can expand the synth with this thing because you can use diodes and capacitors and resistors and create wow. uh, your own circuit, uh, huh? Gates wow. to trigger converters. You can create uh, rectifiers. You can create mixers. You can molt anything to anything without having to use like an actual molt. So I, it's like super exciting this thing. That's and dope. of course, yeah, the knobs are tiny, but since they're made into the same panel and the same PCB. There's no actual divisions. The spacing is actually fairly playable. Like I I I did not expect to have as much fun as I'm having with this whole thing. It looks super easy to avoid the warranty. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like there is no warranty. <laughs> Which is cool. Like like that thing is dope. And, and it, it's it's like what you point out though that it's um the the early Bukla stuff had cards like that, and then they they ended up doing electronic cards also. Yeah. But it, it makes you wonder, like, could you adapt? A, like, if you wrote something on a Teensy that you could put to that thing, and then you could have like a digital preset management in that. You definitely thing. could. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be. Uh, I mean, they've done that for. Uh, there's a uh, there's a preset for the iPad, for the Bukla easel that you can plug in. And you oh, can that's have crazy! I haven't seen that one on your iPad just load them into the car the digital car that goes into the easel so that's you know, uh it's a lot of fun hey guys i'm, I'm gonna have to say goodbye because i have to take the girls to a, a kids party oh, that's yeah, man. hey allowed. thank you for coming on though no no it's been fun having you on man we gotta have you again thanks for stopping yeah. by and Thanks definitely for, yeah, if you guys are watching, me, check out synth diy guy on uh youtube yeah, I, I just uploaded the, the a Pico video uh, today on there, and uh, I'm uploading the Alturia MIDI theremin kind of thing soon. So, since DIY guy on YouTube, thanks Good. guys. Check it out. Thanks, man. See you later. Later. Cool. So, yo, at this point, I want to talk about this thing. Who's heard about this thing? This is. Oh, that looks so amazing. Yeah, yeah. Really, but I'm a, I was an Amiga boy. I had a um, feeling was, that you would like this brand. Like, I was an I Amiga boy through and through. Octomed is how I started making music. And I, I chatted to him the other day on Instagram. I'm like, I sent him a couple of pictures of my two seat Commodore CDTVs up there. I'm like, oh, I don't oh, need nice. to use these anymore. I was like, yes, this is awesome. <laughs> Yeah. yeah it's pretty See, nice. I was a Commodore guy, but I was never really a tracker guy like that. I had uh what is it, Nano Loop and I had the um there was a tracker for NES, uh MIDI NES and a couple others. But yeah, like I was never I never got really big into the tracker workflow. Um Ultimate. Can you tell me Ultimate. can you tell me some some advantages of that workflow that, that you're looking forward to? There are no advantages. That's kind of what I was thinking. I didn't expect that. Let, let me tell you. Let me tell you how old school I am. 
in the nineties, I had this friend uh, who had a kid who came over to, and I was like, I'm recording stuff. Uh, you know, I'm just basically doing i I'm using cool edit pro oh, yeah. as, as my recorder. It wasn't even really a digital audio workstation. It was just like multi-track recording. And he comes over and he starts showing me these trackers. He's like, Hey, do you know what a tracker is? I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, look how cool this is. And I'm like, that doesn't look that cool to me. <laughs> that looks like numbers just going yeah. down the spreadsheet. <laughs> and I didn't get it. That's how old school I am. Yeah. But um, I mean, no, this thing looks cool. And what excites me, I mean, well, Gaz gets excited about everything. Gaz Williams. Oh, and, yeah. Um, Gaz freaking Gaz. And, you know. It's, it's a, that's right. <laughs> that what Brad just did is Gaz was like, when I really said Gaz, that man, he's like, oh, all my favorite people are here. <laughs> yeah. but, but you know what? He, I love the guy. I mean, we yeah. roomed at NAM. Yeah, we shared a room at NAM, and I didn't right. sleep. I didn't sleep, obviously. <laughs> but. Um, well, but, okay. But, Do you want to but, explain that a bit more, Jim? <laughs> hey, listen, he, he roomed with me, too. And it, yeah. Gaz is a um, when Gaz comes over to spend the night, it's it's an event. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a show. Like Gaz is like, the kind like of guy. Movie, let, like let weekend of quick, parties. When I'm gonna give you a real over. quick uh, a real quick story about Gaz. Gaz is the kind of guy who will hit you up. Um, surprisingly, this was forward thinking for Gaz. He hit me up the week before Nam and said, "Hey, I'm gonna be um, I'm gonna be in California. I know you're going to Nam too." I, I'm coming from from uh, the UK and I don't have a place to stay and I don't plan on booking one either. I'm thinking about going to a camping store and picking up a sleeping bag while I'm out there. Do you know of any place that I can fall asleep at? <laughs> That's a I'm just like, way, man. I'm just like, Gaz, you, you can crash with us, like whatever. <laughs> but you know That's what? Quite. There's but but there's a beauty in that because he's so open to new things. And that's mm -hmm. why when I look at something like this, I go, if this excites him, it gives it a little bit of validity to me because it's like, okay, why is he so excited? So I need to check this thing out, honestly. Mm -hmm. And it may not excite me, but it's something do new, it's something different. Yeah. So did that kid get you turned on the trackers, Jim? No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, are you kidding? I was I was actually playing guitar at that time, so I just uh, you know give, give me my strat and I'm happy. Yeah, like the Amiga was a huge. I, I, there was a huge, huge scene um, on the Amiga for uh, for trackers and a lot of like cracked trolls. You know, the, uh, there was a huge scene for cracked games and pirate pirated games on the Amiga, um, and so trackers were heavily used then to do all of the chip tune music and and the and the sample boys omega had four channels of of, of i think it was 22 kilohertz uh, audio oh. um in fact axwell if anyone if any of you know who axwell is from the swedish house mafia hmm. you ever heard of those guys They're i love big. swedish house Mafia. right so, so axwell who started out actually as a soulful house guy hmm. um i was a big fan um he actually started as uh his name was Quasar of Sanction. And so Axwell came from Trackers. Uh, and he was a big celebrity in the tracker in the tracker scene uh, on the Amiga um, and made loads of crack tros. 
I, which is a little fun snippet of a fact for you. That's actually pretty I know some real I fucking useless knowledge. <laughs> no, I don't know if it's useless, especially in the context of this machine, because I'm not familiar with trackers. So this yeah. is actually good information. It's pretty dope. So, so just to give you a heads up, um, if you're not familiar with trackers, this is a leak of the actual screen, um, and uh, I'm sharing the screen on it, right? You guys can yep, see it. Yeah, we can see it. Okay. So I mean, it, if you'll notice, like it, basically per step, you get note data, velocity data, um, yeah. and, and you, you can input it that way. Um, now, I assume this is going to allow you to do real time input and that sort of thing. But instead of reading it out in blocks like you would see on a, a drum drum machine or like MPC or that sort of thing, uh, you know, you get this grid layout like this and it's it's pretty much numbers based. Yeah, it's basically so you what you call precise. a lift editor in Cubase. Yeah, yeah I mean, can... I'm looking at that screen and I feel like I'm in like 1999 or something yeah. like that, you know? Yeah, very, um, it, it's interesting because if you go and listen to um, uh, like, Man, go listen to some chiptune, right? Because most of the like yeah. real chiptune music is made on trackers. And mm -hmm. your mind will kind of get blown with some of the melodic things that are done in chiptune music. Because a lot of that stuff is done with very limited voices. Like you mm -hmm. might have four voices or something. for, And that's four voices across the drums. You know, all of your drums. The bass line, the lead line, and your melody. Like everything all together might be four tracks or, or even There's, three there is a very cool program i'm not sure who's got control of being able to show the uh screens and stuff um but there's a real cool program for anyone that's interested in chip tunes and, and doing stuff like that you, you do you either have to have an old laptop or uh, an older machine that's got an adlib card or a sound blaster anything up to sound blaster 16 Hmm. which had the OPL3, uh, the Yamaha OPL3 chip inside. Um, the, it's called AdLib Tracker. Or if you go to adlibtracker.net, um, if you look at that quickly on the screen now and go to the screenshots page and scroll scroll down it on the video, um, it's a DOS-based program, but it's a, what that really does, it really unlocks the old Yamaha OPL3 chip, which was, a, I think, a 19-voice FM synth. Uh, on a chip uh, and, and that's so that's just a tracker but just it communicates directly with the OPL3 uh, chip and some right. of the demos that have been made on that on that um, on that piece of software are absolutely mind-blowing if you're a chiptune freak because you know you're unleashing the power of it and, and the sounds that you can make with that thing are ridiculous it's uh I really nerd off about you, shit like you this. May, I'm sorry. You may, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hate it, but I may fall off into this world right now. This is it's, if you cool. know, I mean, you listen to some of the demos on YouTube. Um, there is one, one in particular, and you just listen to the synth voices uh, that, that that are coming out this this chip, and you'll you'll fall in love. Um, let me give you one as an example. If you if you look on YouTube for AdLib Tracker. Um, Corridors of Time, which is a uh, piece of music. I, I, is it, I can't remember what game it's from, but um, it's a remake of it just using that tracker, and it's like, oh, my God. And that's all coming out of an OPL3 chip. Wow. Okay, I know. I'm, I'm going to up for, for... Um, Corridors of Time yeah, on YouTube, AdLib Trekker. It's absolutely amazing. That all comes out of that little chip, and you're like, oh, my God. That's dope. Okay. 
Yeah, and that's yeah. and if you look at the way that that's broken out into the sections there, like you'll see one, two, three, four, five um, in those sections. That's how the the yeah. tracker is built built out. Yeah. So it looks like they're actually doing a straight up like tracker, full, huh. full featured tracker. Yeah, name tracker. And yeah, <laughs> I mean, but yeah, it also seems like it's a live looper. Received. It'd be interesting to see how that's received, though, by by the younger generation, because a lot of the younger generation will be like, "What the fuck is a tracker?" I tell like, you what, it's a, it's a dudes rocking man buns, bar. dudes rocking man buns. The harder it is to use, are gonna love it more. more. They're gonna be like, "Oh, nobody else is gonna be on this." <laughs> that's true. I hand program every single every single note on the note every bit. I tell you what, if they release an extension that adds like two features and forces you to use chopsticks yeah. in order to program it <laughs> they're all about it oh you didn't track this well i'm not listening to it <laughs> oh you didn't record this with chopsticks <laughs> i also Shit. yeah i also make my own cheese this <laughs> with, a, with a gentleman's farm in the back with chopsticks, <laughs> Sorry, with chopsticks. chopsticks. <laughs> it'll be it, it will be interesting to see if they make that workflow like the tracker what if what if they make it actually really intuitive and really fun to use and if that's the case then it's like you can sort of get tracker type stuff going on in the newer npcs as well really even in the older npcs because you can go into the midi editing of npcs and you'll see all that data like and that's mm. basically what a tracker it's is, list is. Edit. It's, it's list all... edit that you're getting a lot of especially cubase was quite heavy on the list edit because if exactly. you messed something up you could go into list edit and pinpoint where it was and fix it there but exactly so it's like it's, it's essentially like you're getting that exploded view of the list edit but that's your actual work environment you know so yeah, if yeah. they can make that really you know user friendly that could be really powerful it, it there's yeah. potential there for it to be a really interesting concept and something that while aesthetically it might not be pleasing functionality wise it might be i i think i think you can kind of sort of you can draw analogies between like programming languages where you'd have a, a simplified uh, you know interpreted language like basic or c or something like that and a tracker is somewhat closer to being like assembly language mm. where it's you're essentially doing the same thing that you're getting in a linear edit mode with something like cubase and stuff like that but that boils down to the same thing that a tracker is doing it's mm -hmm. just a tracker is kind of seemingly bringing you one step closer to the hardware that you're controlling you know rather than using a mouse to sit there clicking in notes it's all, all boiled down yeah. to the same thing mm -hmm. it's just a, i think tracker brings you a bit closer to the hardware i think it's really i really hope it works out for them because it's a it's a really it's an ambitious idea for sure and i, I think that the format that they've put it in in that sexy looking box the actual hardware looks sexy like it yeah. looks yeah. like it's very it's, sleek it's, and well it, put it seems a little bit able to it looks a little bit ableton push yeah yeah well see that, that's maybe. the thing if you're not familiar with trackers you might look at that and like for me i'm not i'm not familiar with trackers i looked at that and thought that this was oh they got an ableton thing going on like you know mm -hmm. what i mean it's a it's a yeah. quick launcher is what i first thing i thought um but this is actually more interesting and i, I kind of dig that because somebody's daring to do something outside of the norm i kind of dig that idea when it yeah. comes to that kind of device it's kind of cool yeah and that's one thing too you know you hear so many times people complain oh there's no innovation who's mm -hmm. doing something new yeah and, and then you look at polyand i mean look at some of the stuff they've come out with in a few last few years 
that, yep. seek, that sequencer they have that I don't know yeah, that, that big, long that's poly, big. It's called yeah. PolySeek. PolySeek. Yeah, They've got those drum triggers that will actually trigger physical drums and things like that. I mean, yeah. they're they're doing some cool stuff. Poly Perk. Yeah, yeah. Poly Perk is the is the it, drum it, triggers, which it, it, I'm dying to get those in my setup. Like that shit is dope. Yeah, I'd love to have a, a real snare. Yeah, I mean, yeah, really. imagine imagine you're triggering your real snare from your you know whatever. And mic it up, and you but yeah. but the the key with that is that you can mic up a real drum set and take those poly perks and then use the whatever sequencer you're used to using. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean to be able to trigger them off that. I think that's pretty dope. So I mean, going back, I mean, so many and it's it, it's frustrating to me sometimes because people say we want innovation, mm -hmm. and then people come out with innovation and they're like, eh. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like give me, give, give me something that I'm used to. It's like it's because what do you the really want? It's if the people are fickle, man. I mean, yeah. the first things they they're like, like look for instance with Brad, they were like everybody's running around for 10, 15, 20 years. We want an SP. We want an SP. And then Brad doesn't. People are like, oh wait a minute, that ain't an SP. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <definitely>. like <laughs> so. What do you want? Then people yeah, are like, Yo, we want innovation. Something innovative because they're like, get that shit out of here. <laughs> Sounds like shit. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? That's right. <laughs> it's like, so you just—it's almost like, oh, cool, we're doing something right, <laughs> because you just can't please everybody. And the internet's are so fickle, man. It's crazy out there. The internet's fickle. Yeah. Never. <laughs> well, and, and going back to Gaz, because I know Gaz has one of these things. He's got one. Of oh, these. nice. Yeah, he he mentioned that he can't really say anything other than what's already been leaked because he's under everything that he said. <laughs> can't really say anything, but but he, well, but the thing is, he's got one. He's used it, and he's still excited about it. So that's a nice. good thing. That's a good sign. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, but he also uses Can iPads. You imagine if there was a bit of gear and Gaz just said, "This is shit." He he's also the type to enjoy music making on iPad, which music making on iPad, like there are fantastic apps on iPad, but I just don't get into making music on it. Like yeah, it's not my it's, like I buy all the apps and I'm like, this is so cool for three minutes. I yeah. know. I, I made that comment on a post the other day. Somebody's like, What synth should I get on iPad? I said, just do what I do, buy them all and then never use any of them. Exactly. That's that in a glass screen that is just in theory and on paper it looks amazing because you know you can change your control interface and change a screen to control this to do that, but there's just something about touching a glass like that that's just shit. Yeah, yep, yep, no, exactly. No tactile and feedback. It's the, horrific. The thing that I've been waiting for is um and and Apple actually has a patent for it. Like they filed for it a while back is these tactile screens that can actually like the surface of the screen can morph and bubble up to go with what you're doing. And they, they had this patent like a while ago. So I've been waiting yeah, for that man. to where, yeah, I don't want that. can you imagine? Can you I mean, imagine? that's going to work for porn before it works. Yeah, for exactly. audio. Well, that, that's what's going to drive industry. I mean, all that's jokes right. aside, we all know that porn is what drives industry. So I'm okay with it. Look, look, hey, who if I get, who says this isn't porn? That's going to yeah, be exactly. <laughs> but yeah, if you can have a screen, screen where let's say, let's say for instance, there's some great doll controllers where you get motorized faders on a screen. And right now it's not that great because it's just a piece of glass. But if you get get raised bumps on it to where it feels like you're actually dragging a fader and that sort of thing 
I mean, that's game changing right there. That would, you know, you won't have to look at your iPad in order to control it. You'll be able to just musically work on something. I mean, that would be huge. That reminds me of those um, things that you'd get at fun fairs and stuff. That was like a like a, a picture frame full of little pins and needles that you put your face in it and it oh, yeah yeah that's right exactly yeah, yeah. something like that but it? yeah yeah like if you could do that where like you know pixels can like raise the screen up a certain amount or whatever like in, in places that's amazing and this goes back to uh what we were talking about roger lynn with the instrument before it came out the original concept for it and he put this out there for the world to see like his original idea for it was back when the iPad had first came out. And his he saw that, and he was like, well, it would be really great if we had velocity sensitivity to an iPad, essentially. And the original idea was that it was going to be a screen underneath of it with, that, with like a translucent layer to where you could do all the instrument type stuff, and things underneath of it could be changing and showing you what it's doing. It, it ended up becoming the instrument, which is different from that, but that was the original kind of more ambitious idea. Can't be mad at him for that. I gotta tell you though that while we talk about iPads, I want to add that I'm I don't I don't dig that flat surface workflow for music. Touch surface, I think in theory it sounds great that idea, and I also agree that there's tons of really dope apps out there, and I'm I'm always surprised at what you can do because I'll dig in sometimes. I'm always surprised at what you could do and how good it sounds. I just don't dig that. The interface and it's easy for us to say because I'm right here looking at four separate screens, and it's absolutely apparent <laughs> that we're all savage hardware guys. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's I'm right. in for There's a white Waldorf wave there, but that's the only thing that's in here right now. It doesn't. Matter. You can't. We're preaching to the choir here. That's right. Yeah, we're all simp <laughs> So it's like you know, it's not me. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a whole Vegas light show going on back there too. Yeah. <laughs> hardware is overrated <laughs> yo uh, last thing before we uh we run too long i wanted to talk about one more thing here but i don't know there's two more things but you know what? let's go with this what's the thoughts on the mpc one anybody check that out uh heard anything about i it? think i think it looks fantastic for what it is like as an entry level the fact that when you look at the competition and you look at what's out there and everything i think it's fantastic for what it is i like the form factor i know some people were upset that it has smaller pads i touched it i used it at nam and i did not find the pad size to be a problem has that not um, been out for a while no no, no it was just announced at nam so here's the thing. It, it's it's uh you got the MPC Live, which is sort of a rectangular version right. of the MPC, and it doesn't have CV. Um, it got bigger pads. Then you have the MPC X, which is kind of like the flagship one with 16 knobs and uh, has uh, CV out and all the I/O and stuff. But this one, and and then those are like uh, I don't know. Fifteen hundred and and nine ninety nine, but this one is five ninety nine, and it's and it uses the same platform, the same software. It's a standalone and hybrid, but it has slightly smaller pads and it has more dedicated knobs, and uh, it still uses the MPC software and everything. Uh, it doesn't have as much I/O. You can't put a hard drive in it like you can the other ones, but it does have an SD card, uh, and it does have 
CV on the back, but it's the stereo breakout CV. So it has, I think, four of those where it can split into mono the way the old Electron uh, used to do. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I think it's kind of cool for $5.99 to be able to get into that that whole MPC world. So yeah, here, let me show you what Ken's showing. Right yeah, now. so this is the live. And um, in place of the, so the live has six outs on it. Um, in place of those six outs, that's you get two outs and then you get the CV stuff on it, which is cool. Um, there's no, there's no, uh, I don't think there's any phono inputs on it. I'll be back in um, and uh, yeah, I mean, to me, that thing is actually cool for what it is. Um, the the price point on it puts it in place with a machine controller, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. a machine yeah. controller, which requires you know a laptop, versus that thing, which can be used as a controller for MPC software and can be standalone. That kind of really that hits some some pretty heavy points right there. I it think does. that's impressive. The the thing that I really want to see with it is I want to see the MPC software vastly improve. I want to see the same with Machine, to be honest with you, though. I mean, they, they each have their flaws. Like, Machine has no aftertouch at all. So it's like, what is that about? And then you've got MPC where it's like, okay, well, there's a lot of legacy functionality of the MPC that slows its workflow down. But to me, the MPC-1 is it's an entry-level MPC in the same reign as like the MPC 1000 um, except this thing it realistically gives you all the functionality of the bigger MPCs I mean mm -hmm. if you especially if you use it as a software controller and, and then you can use whatever audio interface you want so you don't have to worry about how many outputs are actually on that thing because if you ever want more outputs you don't have to buy a $600 expansion 8-out card like we used to have to do on our MPCs That's true. now you can just buy an audio interface use the software and you're good to go and then the, the other thing about it is that look, this is the this is huge. <laughs> right? yeah. The, yeah. the MPC X, I love it, but it's huge. It's absolutely is that huge. standalone. It is standalone yeah. and hybrid, so you could do software controller as well. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just humongous, and it has a certain uh, audience and people who are working in the studio. But people even travel with this. I don't see why they would want to, but. You know, uh, it's absolutely huge. And that thing is like a baby one. It's almost like a junior MPCX. You know what I mean? Yeah, you get and, so much of the I mean, functionality in a people, much smaller people. Box. Like some people are complaining about it not having the um, the battery like the live has. Well, there was also, I don't want to say a leak, but there was. Um, so people kind of looked at the code for the update when the one was coming out. And they saw that there is an MK2 to the live coming um, because in the software it said live MK2. Mm. So it looks like they're going to be doing that. Now the question is, is, is the live going to be the same form factor that it is now? Or is it going to be more like the one and then adding, you know, having that more vertical, uh, you know, situation? The problem with the live is this. So the live has a battery, so you can take it with you anywhere you go. All you need is headphones and this, mm -hmm. and you're good to go. Hard drive, USB storage on it, USB host, uh, all that good stuff right on it. So you can you can rock with this on the couch and make complete beats. That's dope. But this thing will not fit in most laptop bags. It's a little too thick and a little too long to fit in most laptop bags. The new form factor of the one... It looks like it's going to fit in, in in a lot more storage ways a lot easier, which is pretty dope. Um, 
I was going to say, still I think just, just want to interrupt you to say that's what she said. Well, they also put the pads on the wrong side, and that's what I said. Oh, okay, so okay. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> they keep doing these damn things for left-handed people. I don't know what the hell he they're He can't thinking. even stop to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm angry. I'm angry because every time I see a guy, I'm like, yeah, why do you keep putting your pads on the wrong side? They're like, well, that's how they were back 20 years ago. And I'm like, yeah, but you know what? It was wrong it's then, true. too. It's true. But but you know what, though? The other thing, when people say, why doesn't the NPC one have a battery? I mean, I guess it's a valid question. But the idea is, what other NPC besides the NPC Live ever did? There's always many people that go on about, oh, this thing should have a battery. And mm -hmm. I think from a manufacturer's point of view, the the needs of the of the many outweigh the needs of the few. And mm -hmm. everyone always goes on about, oh, I want to bitch. Exactly. I want to <laughs> bitch about this thing hasn't got a battery. Okay, yeah, it's cool to make music on the move while you're on a fucking plane or a train or you're out on your boat or whatever. But how many actual people sit there, make tracks, Hey, Brad, I got a question for you then. It's not the so, majority. Well, they're on the move. I, I well, take because, a lot of shit with me and then don't use it. Well, well yeah, exactly. I, I do yeah. the and same thing. I've done thing. that before. Taking yeah. some gear with me to a hotel or, or gone on holiday. It's like, mm -hmm. is it all right if I bring that's my one, laptop that's and do I, some music? And you don't. And you you don't. You're out there getting busy. pissed. That, that's, when, that's when I actually use my iPad is when I'm on a plane. That, because, that's what I was right. going to say. That's, that's that same it. iPad mentality where it's like, okay, you think you're going to do something, but then you realize you're not in your studio and it's not fun. And no, we're not doing that. But you but, only open a music app on your iPad on the plane just to look cool so that the person next to right. so so you can do it. Yeah, I'm so a music producer. And you know and you know and you know what pisses, you know yeah, but you know what pisses me off? They never even notice. <laughs> yep. Yep. Or they or they're completely in the country. Listen, I've got to tell you a story about Okay, I, yeah, I know. I have to tell you a story about coming back from Nobcon. And I got right? another one. And I'm going to open my, you know, we're all guys. We're all, we all, you know, masturbate now and again. Right? Hey, now. Finish now. This is the second time this has come after up today. Nobcon, like, after like, now. Okay. Listen, listen, this listen. just came out my nose, man. Listen, after Nobcon, right? I had a late checkout, so I used my late checkout, okay? <laughs> Thought nothing of it, got on the plane, and John Mahoney might, might I, well, I didn't speak about it with him, but he might have tested this. Got on the plane, got my tablet out, everyone sat there, settled down, <laughs> opened my tablet up, got on the street, and I'd forgot to close the window, so the video carried on where it left me loud on the plane, and I'm like... <laughs> Chris has got to close this window. So it closes the window, but the sound's still going. I'm like, like Isler Instruments t-shirt. I was absolutely destroyed. That's a proper business acquaintance right now. I'm not even going to tell my story after that one. So listen, hold on. I'm going to get back to... I actually had something on topic before Brad went down his masturbation. I hope, I hope John, if John Mahoney is watching, he'd be like, oh, that was you, Brad, wasn't it? No, no but here, oh, well, let me tell, I will tell my story because it's kind of, it goes with the iPad and the thing. Um, okay, so it has nothing to do with porn or anything. So I, I go to this beach. Uh, my wife and I are in Hawaii and she likes to hunt for seashells and all kinds of things on the beach. And I bring my iPad and I got this little uh, Arturia uh, mini uh, mini lab. Okay. So I'm using core gadget and I'm just like making these, 
I'm making this, I'm in Hawaii, right? So what kind of, what am I doing? I'm doing some reggae kind of, you know, mm -hmm. feel it, feeling the group. And this guy walks up to me and he's like, Hey man, you're making a mix. <laughs> <laughs> and I already knew I was like, okay, this is, this can't go well after that. And I'm like, well, you know, I play synthesizers and stuff. He's like, Oh, can I hear? And I, so I take off my headphones and I put it, I, I give him to him and he looks like this. <laughs> oh my god! And he's like, that's just it. it's, that, it's and, like and that expectation like, reality meme, isn't it? Yeah. You think, oh, people are going to come and see what I'm doing and be interested. It will give me a chance to talk about my passion. Yeah, people yeah, that yeah. come up to you are fucking idiots. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'll leave you alone. Basically, this was so. Basically, this was the guy. He's like, <laughs> that's shit. <laughs> yeah, have a good one, man. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's yes, yes. That's just life. He literally like go to commercial, go to commercial. I don't want to. <laughs> that oh is my the God. way it goes. <laughs> so I'm just gonna, I'm gonna try to navigate back on the topic here and get back to sticking so anyway, things. Who, who wants a room with me at next novel? <laughs> so Brad, what I wanted to ask you about in regards to the whole battery thing. So like, are you opposed to sticking things into things? Basically, what I want to do is, <laughs> what about if they had made a cavity into the NPC one where you could slide your battery into it? How much have you drank? And how much have you drank today, Ken? What? <laughs> I don't, I don't all, know what's going on here. I'm just asking about like instead of including a battery, what if you had a slot where you could stick your own battery in there? If you know what I'm saying. From a small manufacturer's <clears throat> perspective, it's very difficult to include something with a battery because there's a whole nother level of safety and testing that you've got to go well, through. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Just shipping a slot. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, is that the same with like Bluetooth and Wi-Fi and like batteries if you and all included that stuff? A, just has like, another level of regulation, right? Well, it's regulation, not so much with Bluetooth because you tend to buy because you don't tend to put a custom Bluetooth chip and antenna okay. on your own device. You buy a pre-built module that's already got certifications. Okay. But if okay. you're putting a battery, uh, a, a LiPo or a Lion uh, battery into your device, uh, there's all of this. Yeah, loads of shit that you've got. It's well, just yeah, like, but that's that was nah. the criticism is that a lot of people were saying, well, especially when you for a device like Cordbot or not so much the SP2400, but a device like Cordbot will happily run on a USB pack that people carry around with their phones. Well, yeah. that's what I'm saying is, is that people were saying that, you know, well, why couldn't it have had like a cartridge slot where you could just stick your own battery in? You know what I mean? And that way you could solve the problem of, okay, we keep the price point low. We're not including a battery. But if someone wants to go and purchase a battery, they can just slide a, a battery into it and then power the device from that. Now, the flip side of that is I know for a fact that the MPC Live takes 19 volts to power that thing. So right. that's probably yeah. not happening. Yeah. It's... So it becomes non-portable from, from that. Well, it's portable but, or luggable. What do they call it? You know, it's... I don't know. Were you asking me that question? Or? <laughs> I thought it was for you. I thought you were answering. <laughs> he just stopped mid-answer of his own question. <laughs> He's just like, Wait. <laughs> okay. So about time travel. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, so to me, like, you know, I, I don't think the battery thing is really that big of a deal because we're talking does about the Does the OP, now perfect use case for someone that uses a battery, the OP1, but does that use a battery? 
It's battery powered. It's not a removable battery. battery. Yeah, so things yeah. like that make sense. Mm -hmm. uh, you brought up a picture of the SP, uh, the S twenty four hundred a minute ago, and I don't know if that was because you were going to ask if that has a battery. But there's it, the the thing weighs like twenty odd fucking pounds. There's absolutely no. Point. Well, the reason I brought you it up I mean? is because Ken mentioned yeah. about having a slot to slide a battery in, and so I wanted to bring it up because for something like that, that if if you were going to do anything remotely close to that, I would just assume having you know the way you're doing an NPC where there's a hard drive slot, right? You unscrew it the way an old yeah. Mac was, you unscrew it, you put a battery in it and that's what you can expand it with. But I can't see like, what, a hole on the back where you slide a battery in? That's, no. I don't know. No, uh, I don't mean the S2400 would run on a battery. It doesn't consume a lot of power. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, truthfully, you know, who the hell wants to carry it. something that big around to make exactly. portable, yeah, portable music around right. with? But I mean, you also have products like the um, the Jupiter XM, which I think is brilliant. The fact that you can battery power it, wow. it's got a built-in speaker. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. got a built-in speaker, and, built -in and you can speaker. just jam out on the couch and annoy the living shit out of your wife. You know, that's pretty cool to me. <laughs> yeah, from what you I stop hear, stop playing your piano, please. Yeah, yeah from and what like I the, hear, uh, the, the Novation one, what's the uh, Novation Circuit? <laughs> it has like a built-in speaker, and the built-in speaker is not even that bad, to be honest with you. But it's like you know, these are these are portable jamming devices these aren't like you're in the studio doing like a full creation kind of thing like to me it's just a different vibe like i i don't think i would ever be put off buying something because i would sit there and think to myself oh this thing could possibly run on batteries but i'm not going to buy it because it can't run on batteries i agree have yep, you guys I ever modified that. something that didn't have batteries to run on batteries because <laughs> i've done that quite i'm a few not times. i'm not telling that story like I have an Ultranova. My Ultranova has. Now let me um, go. Let me go back to my hotel story. <laughs> no, but you you make a valid point though. Like really, let's let's deal with reality. If somebody wants a certain machine for making music, and it it speaks to them, it's the kind of machine that they can get with and really make music with if it doesn't have battery and it can't be going out somewhere to make music like on a porch or something it's not going to deter them from buying the thing no you know See, but there is there is a culture of that some of the most ridiculous questions like oh i would have bought and they're legitimate questions i guess to the people that that are interested in purchasing your product and i've got to use myself as an example here but mm -hmm. they'll be like oh well it would this thing looks awesome but oh it doesn't run on batteries so i'm out I'm yeah, like, okay, like this, yeah, the this thing would have been fucking great if it was blue yeah because it's not blue <laughs> then, then i'm not buying it here, and right. i don't i don't i honestly don't ever understand and i always without fail get pissed off with those people because i'm like <laughs> You're making music, dude. Yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah. And I've the seen that. I've seen that where people are it's not blue, not, it puts you off your fucking game for making yeah. a killer track because it's not the right color. What? Yeah, isn't isn't that like I would have bought that roast beef sandwich if it was turkey? Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. That's it. That's exactly it. That's Sorry, exactly I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but but I want to I want to bring up Daniel Still is typically on the show, and he and always right. says. Like people that have those kinds of concerns to bring those kinds of things up, it's a smoke screen, and they're not really making music anyway. So yeah. then, why bother, why bother emailing me then? Yeah, because it's the end thing. <laughs> I'm so, so yeah, this is what I was trying to show is that um, basically the oh, your blue novation there, of, yeah, Ken. <laughs> well, this can run, this can run off a of USB. So I just put a piece of Velcro on it, and I stick a USB battery pack to it, and I can 
you know, sit on my couch and just kind of jam away and do whatever and do some sound design or whatever with some headphones on. Like, that's all fine, and it didn't add any cost to the product. As long as I have a way of, like, doing that kind of stuff, if it's capable, then it's it's a non-issue. Like, it doesn't bother me that it didn't come with a battery or whatever. I wasn't expecting it to. But but if I can make it do that, then that's, you know, that's just a little added benefit to me. Yeah, know? but isn't that a different issue? Because you're like, hey, this is cool. I can do that. But you wouldn't have looked at that and go, I'm not buying it because I no, can't No, definitely do not. That. I definitely yeah. wouldn't wouldn't have not bought it because of that. Like, yeah. I yeah, yeah. Unless I mean, we're talking it's nice. about something. If you got something like this and it can't run off of batteries, then yeah, that's probably a problem. You know what I mean? But if it's not a pocket, you know, device, then I'm not expecting it to run on batteries, you know? Mm-hmm. That's it. And then two, like uh, Accurate just said, I mean, there's enough portable batteries and stuff out there that you could use to do that stuff, like almost anything. I mean, I, I have, um, I can't remember the name of the thing, but he just mentioned it. And, and I have one of those too. And it's a portable battery. It has, you know, you could plug things in via USB or a regular sort of outlet. But I mean, you can do that stuff. And then, too, I don't think people think about if you get all these companies that add batteries in every single thing that only 20% of their customers are going to use or maybe use anyway. And the price, the price got, has to go up. And, and it just doesn't make sense when you start thinking about that. <clears throat> Look, uh, oh, Ken's muted. That's good. Hey, so. <laughs> I had no idea that there was a live chat. I'm sorry. I was just oh, no, it's all good. StreamYard thing. So. Yeah. Yeah, so, I'm hey, not even a member. I can't even I can't even comment on this cuz I'm on the video but I haven't even logged in yet. Uh, oh. you, have, you, you, can go, you can go to the uh the YouTube stream to do that I and Yeah, you um, could. Yeah, yeah. But hey, I think we've run a little long and I actually have enjoyed myself. I enjoyed the conversation. Any any anything in closing, guys? Well, Jim, you got some legal advice for everybody. Damn I got right. I got plenty of legal advice if you got 180 bucks an hour. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> well, are you, you, are you 180 cents? Oh, well, I'll, I gotta... I'll, I'll, I'll tell you right here behind me. I got this uh, Insonic VFX SD. I bought this off a of suit and tie guy. Oh, nice. <laughs> and there, you know, um, that poly- polyphonic aftertouch mm-hmm. is it's just fucking amazing what you can do with that. As especially as a keyboard player, because and this is where I really, you know, I know Ken's got that little see that little grin about yeah, hydrosyn. See him, see him, look at him. But um, there, I you know I've never used a synthesizer that had it. Be, well, I have a, a yeah, I've just never really utilized it. Yeah, and um, it's just something as a keyboard player, especially that you can bring so much expression and so much. Di- it's it, it makes it a whole different synthesizer. A whole mm-hmm. different instrument when you can um, utilize that polyphonic aftertouch. It's just, it's That's just true. awesome. It's really great. You, you know what, Jim? I want to tell you too. Like while we're on the air, um, I don't know if people realize, but your YouTube uh, music only synth demos are crazy dope. So keep up the good work, man. I, I noticed that. You know, I, there's always people that are like, yo, I want to hear this thing without talking and. Well, when I review stuff, I talk. That's what I do. But I love that you do, you know, sound only demos. And nine times out of ten, it's like, you know, you're probably giving a lot of people a lot of sample fodder. But the shit sounds awesome. So well, and how I many times? And how so I'm going to have to go and listen to it? Oh, ma- yeah, yeah, maybe they're do. really dope, man. Plus, how many times are you going to get a lawyer to shut up? 
<laughs> That's right. Just shove a good synth up in the. It's in, just in like paper. shut up and shut up and play, man. <laughs> yeah, no and doubt. you did. Um, you did get a chance to play Hydra at um the Hydra Nob synth at Nobcon Nob too. Yeah, because yeah, the, and- the polyphonic aftertouch on on Hydra synth is a, a good bit different. Because I have like a, I have a SQ80 over here, and the the mechanical action is way more pleasurable on hydrosynth as i agree you know just, just the way that it's set up and all but i'm pretty mechanical sure mechanical action is way more pleasurable <laughs> i mean there's there's a ton of them actually that's kind of one of the things that i do that's what i that's what i do with sonic state i mean mm-hmm. like a, a small show like that's coming up synthplex is coming up Mm-hmm. So I'll when be is doing, that? It's a uh, March twenty six, something, something like that. that. Twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight, somewhere around there. It's in it's in Burbank in in L A. And I'll be doing in California. I know, wow. but I'll be doing all the uh, Sonic State coverage for that. Um, and then, but when we go to big shows where Nick and everybody's at, I what I do is the sounds only stuff. That's what I do because I can sit with a synthesizer for an hour. I mean, how many times do you get to do that on a showroom, on a a NAMM show floor? Those guys, they're they're way too busy to do that. So I can sit there with a wave state or, you know, whatever it might be and, and, and do that. And and I really do enjoy that. So it's, I appreciate you saying that, uh, Corey, especially, uh, that those uh, sounds only things or that you like them. Yeah, they're, they're really dope, man. I mean, no, no doubt. And And do you do sound sets as well, Jim, for those, for those machines that you do? Well, if I had more time, I, I you know I started doing one for my for the peak, and uh, you know I got to twenty six patches, and I just had to like actually do life. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. 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 Even the old rudimentary style polyphonic aftertouch keyboards, it adds so much because, like, like I said, like I have the SQ80, and while the action isn't nearly as nice as a Hydrosynth, it's still like it. I, I saw a lot of people when Hydrosynth came out that were saying like, "Oh, this is going to be too hard to play," or you know, "That's going to require too much technical ability of keyboard." Listen, Brad knows I'm a horrible keyboard player, but I I use that polyphonic aftertouch. And I love it. Like it's so easy to use. It's such a, it's such an intuitive thing to do. Like if you want to just wiggle a pitch of of your lead note or whatever, and, and you can, you know, mm-hmm. it, those little things. It, it's absurd to me that that dropped off as synthesizers continued forward. Well, like, I know, and I know we're kind of over, but but go for it. You know, as a, but as a synthesizer player and as a like a musician there's there's a difference between being a musician and a synthesist mm-hmm. and i i consider myself to be both mm-hmm. because i love to just create sound but i also love to create there's something about an interaction with a musician and an instrument yeah. you know you see it with a guitar player a violin player and the what what they're able to evoke from that instrument is is amazing and having that polyphonic aftertouch just gives a, a musician an, a, a, a huge added layer of express of expression. And, and, and it's, it's unfortunate, I guess. And I know I talk, I see Glenn in there. Um, I can't respond, you know, typing, but uh, you know, we talked about this a little bit at Knobcon about that aftertouch and how, you know, it's kind of, 
it's kind of gone. I've even seen people say, why even put AfterTouch on a keyboard? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Especially in a time like today when we were just talking about the instrument and then you have stuff like Rolly Seaboard, all these very expressive instruments that are out there right now. Like, why shouldn't the synth kind of have the, the uh, a little more expressiveness? This is kind of the day and age where that should be. Yeah. You know what I mean? It can't, it can't all just be off and on switches. And I agree that that more expressiveness is is like brings the instrument to life, especially if you're a player. Yeah, yeah. some of them I don't like. Like the Roly like, <laughs> is really cool how sensitive that that platform is, but, but when you start to drag notes, yeah, when you start to drag notes on the Roly, like it like the the membrane kind of like folds up under your fingers, so you have to kind of develop a way of like kind of tilting your hand just the right way and whatnot, like. Some of that stuff I, I, I dig and some of it I kind of don't. Like the Rolly stuff, I would love to see them do like a drum pad controller with that thing. But as far as like a full keyboard where I'm sliding my hand across it, and it it didn't really, I don't know. It, it's really impressive what some of their demo guys can do. Put it that way. Like mm-hmm. like Mar- uh, Marco, man, when he did that, um, that Jimi Hendrix thing with it was amazing and stunning. But he is the exception to the rule with those things. Like they are just very, I'm, that's I'm a sh- very fiddly instrument to play. Yeah, and I'm sure that if you develop a technique, that's one thing. But to me, it feels like I'm playing a sponge. Yeah. Uh, it it just doesn't it doesn't work for me. But that's you know I haven't had a lot of experience. And maybe next time, one thing coming on the scene is that uh, the Osmos. Yeah, that yep. looks great. That yeah, looks that looks very really interesting. interesting. Yeah. yeah. I'm concerned about how long that thing is going to stand up over time, like which is kind of like a speculation thing, and it, and it could it could last forever. Who knows? But just the way that the mechanical aspect of it is, I wonder if all those keys are going to stay how they should. Well, I got one of these. This is the uh, the um, what's this thing called? Oh, touche. Expressive E touche. Yeah, the touche. Yeah. And and you know what they've got going on in here with these. Uh, you know, with these rubber, these different things, it, it's extremely well built. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're going to show that. Yeah. So, I mean, this is like the inside of the touche. Yeah. And from what I understand and talking to these guys, every key is that of the Osmos is like one of these. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty impressive too. Yeah, that, and that thing is crazy sensitive. Like yeah, I've really messed with those before too. And you could just like lightly scrape your fingernail on it and get, yeah. you know, it's really cool. And Corey was stupid to sell it. <laughs> or, or or bring it back excuse me he well, had it for know, a weekend <laughs> i was i was having a rough friday and i went to perfect circuit and i picked the thing up and i made music and i loved it on saturday and hated it on sunday and took it back on monday <laughs> and then uh, a year later i'm like i shouldn't have taken that back you should have <laughs> I, I remember when you he got it, it and i was so excited that he got it because i liked it so much when i tried it and yeah. then like the end of the weekend came and he was like yeah I, i'm returning it and i was like hey i don't like that you do my voice like that that sounds stupid he should have he Corey, Corey, Corey. We're, we live in california man you should have smoked more weed than you would have <laughs> guys i'll go head out all right hey, hey brad so listen, thanks for thank coming you on, very man. much for having you brad and um, I can't wait to see you guys again soon. Go check yeah, out okay. islandinstruments.com and sign yeah. up for the newsletter. See All you, right, Brad. take it easy, Brad. Well, <clears throat> actually, yeah, and I plan on getting a touche again because I was a little hasty. <laughs> so, you know. It has, it has, this one has CV out, 
Mm-hmm. That was the one I had with the That's CDL. That's the one he had. He had yeah. the nice one, and then he just went and up and sold. Well, you know, too, it, it, it was like, partly buyer's remorse, right? You know, you know, it was kind of impulsive. I think buy. you had gotten you had gotten like two other really nice delay pedals at the same time. Yeah, it was it was a lot going on, and so like at my and and when I listen back to the music that I made with it, is when I think like, yo, I should have held on to that thing. That thing was dope. So yeah. Yeah, yeah those things are, are really cool. They but the really, whole idea—they're yeah, shockingly the, good. But the whole idea behind what they're doing and going back to the polyphonic aftertouch and hydrosynth is just adding a layer of expressivity and being mm-hmm. able to as as a as a musician. And again, I, I understand a lot of people are into the sequencing, and there's not, and that's great. I, I again, I I am not a, I'm no classical pianist or anything like that, but. There's just something about being able to use your hands and your fingers and things like this mm-hmm. in, in that moment of being able to add whatever it is you're feeling at the time. And, you know, all of these things just just give us that extra layer of 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 stuff. Yes, I'm, I'm having a Joe Biden moment here. You, you know, <laughs> the thing. it's cool because of the thing. <laughs> you know, the thing, you know, the thing. <laughs> I love it. It's so hilarious. <laughs> Uh, But you know what, though? So Accurate Beats says it right here. He says, it's super cool, but mine just ended up in a drawer after a few weeks. And that's what I was also concerned with. Uh, But for some reason, I guess this is the moment that I would have pulled it back out of the drawer. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? But see, that's the thing is maybe it does end up in the drawer. And then next month, you're like, let me pull that thing out. And then Mm -hmm. it inspires you to do something else. And that's it. It was very inspiring. I have to admit, it was very inspiring. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. I I would like to um, I'd like to have one. So if anybody wants to donate one to me, go ahead and send it to me because I accurate really like accurate will send you his. I know, I know. He's gonna have to do that. <laughs> Make that happen. He says touche, <laughs> pussy cat. <laughs> so y'all, we're gonna we're gonna close it on out. I appreciate everybody coming by. Uh, we had fifty of our best friends spending time with us today, and uh, it was a good show. Um. And did Ken, Ken, did you have whiskey? No, you had, uh, what you have today? Oh, I was drinking dogfish head gin. So, yeah. yeah. Well, there but you not, go. Not where, where you got? We're just in, in, indulging a little bit. You know, I used to drink bullet bourbon, and I stopped supporting them. And you can Google to find out. But <laughs> I will admit, I will admit, I think that their stuff tastes great. But, man, yeah, I, I won't drink their stuff anymore. No doubt. Um, well, that, there's other there's that. other scent related stuff we could talk about regarding that issue, probably. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but true. my my thing was you know 19.99 at Target. <laughs> well, that's, that's it. It worked. Actually, that's really good <laughs> for that. Yeah, that's that's a, that made me just like oh 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 really? <laughs> that's why I bought it. <laughs> oh, you just see my morals like slide off my back. Chin's <laughs> like, I wonder if Grubhub will go to Target for me. <laughs> hey, I just want to give. Uh, I speaking of whiskey, real quick, I do want to give a quick shout out about um, the Stillhouse sampler kit. So. Um, uh, myself and Winston, uh, Winston Churchill Edwards, uh, we just released a free sample pack. You can get it at shop.fluxwithit.com. It's free. Like all you got to do is just put your information in. I know some people say, "Oh, putting my email in." Oh, it doesn't matter what free. those folks see. Well, if you yeah. think like that, then don't go to my site because I don't care. <laughs> um, it's a requirement of Shopify that you put your email information in there. So anyway, Stillhouse Sampler Kit. 
uh, is completely free. It's, I think, four or five drum kits. I, I can't remember exactly. Um, for uh, machine format and um, also broken out into dot wave format so you can you know easily get to the folders of kick snare and all that but basically we went to balcones distillery in texas and they gave us free reign of the barrel house the still everything so we set up mics in there i mean they've got massive stills in there and i set microphones up in there and recorded all kinds of stuff hit stuff scrape things all kinds of weirdness and um made some sample packs out of it and it's free so uh, if you want to go check that out, and I'll, you can and do I'll, that. Uh, yeah, and I'll put my two cents in on it. I, I got to put some video out on it too, but um, I, it's a great sample pack. And like for me, I was talking about how I was old school, you know, earlier. This reminds mm -hmm. me of some of that, of, like I got into Art of Noise and those kind, and, yeah. and like, when Depeche Mode was doing all these like, they'd go into a warehouse and sample a whole bunch of shit. Mm -hmm. And it's like stuff banging and clanging and scraping this that's what this is about yeah and, and that's that's exactly what it is is it's you know it's kind of found sound recordings inside of these places and then i did some i did some some processing on the sounds to clean them up and get them to where that they're going to hit the right way and that sort of thing and layer and you know i layered sounds to get them kind of just right so they they're pretty punchy and i feel like tonally the kit is cohesive you know in, in a kind of musical way so uh yeah I'd, I'd highly recommend just getting it and throwing it into your sampler and enjoying it yeah i'm gonna put some stuff i've done some audio i just haven't done any video yet yeah we're right. gonna um we're gonna be releasing a much larger version of the sample pack in the future but i wanted to put that out there as as just a free here you go and uh and, and also you know serious shout out to, to Winston for making it happen because yeah. he's the one who got me out there and, and got us access to the distillery to do it and uh, I just want to mention this uh, and my joints ain't free so um, <laughs> <laughs> give me that money uh, Dot Matrix sample pack on beatpeople.com what's dope about this is I used uh, it's actually an official sample pack in, in conjunction or in collaboration with Noise Engineering so I used a noise, engineer, a noise engineering skiff and made a sample pack of really dope drums and, and just weird sounds and stuff and you can get that on Beat people.com is called dot matrix um using a lot of cool stuff and especially obviously noise engineering so on that note uh jim i want to thank you for coming by the show man it has actually been what they say a plum pleasing pleasure having you on <laughs> hey i appreciate the invite no doubt no doubt well, we got to have you on more often man great ken bye <laughs> <laughs> beat people podcast 59 see you guys later